The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Malbro. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. You can watch the Spurs in the heat tomorrow night. You can go, you can skip out of work, Andrew, during the day and go watch the World Cup, which everybody should do. We'll talk about that in a minute. You can, 136 draft beers. You could drink beers from every country in the World Cup if you so desired, probably. Uh, the Pelican House, twenty-five. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the Pelican House does not have a beer from Ghana. Well, they should. Oh, they Iran. Should. <laughs> the is Pelican Iran House. is Iran in the World Cup? Yeah, yes, they are. they are. Yeah, they oh, are. Oh God. All right. The Pelican House, twenty-five seventy-two City Place Court. Uh, they support us, so you should support them. All right. Look, it's the middle of June, people. The Saints don't have any news except for John Jenkins hurting his pectoral. He's going to be out till training camp. Um. The only thing I'll say about minicamp, Andrew, is everybody looks good in minicamp. And I had – I remember I was – when I when – Well, I got, except, except for Brandon Coleman apparently. Apparently. <laughs> um, I had Mike Dettelier tell me this once when I was watching minicamp one time. He said, you know, everybody can look good in minicamp because of the shorts, but veteran players can especially look good because they know how to go just hard enough in practice to make coaches notice them. And I was thinking of that because Ashley Ambrose did that the second time he came to the Saints, not the first time. And I thought of that with Champ Bailey because everybody's gushing about, oh, he looks – Champ Bailey looks great. He's got the burst. He's looking – he's running around looking young. And I just thought about that, Andrew. What Mike Dettelier told me is you can't take anything from minicamp, can you? Definitely not at this point, no. I think – I think the things to really take away from minicamp are if you're there, which I'm not, but you know you get you get tidbits here and there from some of the reporters. I think you can take away what the offense is doing. You know what what wrinkles like if if they're giving Cadet a ton of snaps and giving him tons of looks, uh, that means that they're trying to get a feel for if if he can handle Sproles' role. If you see a guy like Ryan Gif- Griffin getting a ton of snaps with the twos. That means you, we probably have a real competition at backup quarterback. So I think you you can pick up things on what the coaches are doing and, and the personnel in certain groupings. I mean, you pay attention to that stuff, and I think you'll pick up some things. But as far as guys looking great, 
Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I made the comment on Brandon Coleman. He's a guy that's struggled so far. It seems like he's dropping a lot of passes. But um, I tell you, I remember Marcus Colston, his mini camps. I mean, he just looked like a, dick, a cadaver out there. I mean, just like And he was fat. He was fat. He was dropping everything. He couldn't run routes and then uh, got in shape by training camp and was transformed a completely different player in the rest of history. So. And, you know, he was so good in training camp, Andrew. I want to say – before the first game, even they traded Dante Starworth to the Eagles, and everybody That's was correct. like, "Everybody was like, what the fuck are they doing?" Because they, as I recall, they traded Dante Stallworth to the Eagles, and they didn't play Colston with the number ones during training camp hardly at all. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, we weren't really expecting it, and. I remember being surprised saying, well, I guess, I guess this guy, Marcus Colston, is a starting receiver, and uh, I don't think we really expected all that much from him. And um, he, honest, he was I, he was kind of awesome from the first snap. I, um, uh, I'll be honest. I didn't really know who the fuck Marcus Colston was until he caught the touchdown against the Browns. I, I didn't either. <laughs> I was um, like, oh, he's that rookie receiver that they tried. That they tried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think back then they liked his size. I think Stallworth wore out his welcome a little bit, too, because I remember at the time um, he was sleeping in, missing practices, uh, showing up late, um, falling asleep in meetings. So he, he kind of did some things um, that, uh, you know, I mean, I think that was from a previous regime that kind of tolerated that kind of thing. Um, Sean Payton was having none of it. Kevin, you and me are pretty much on the same wavelength of minicamp is like we don't really give a shit and we're just counting down the days until preseason I guess um but I want to ask you a question about uh NFL topic in general Jim Ursay he he of the 30 grand in the car and the pharmacy in the trunk yeah um is anything at all gonna happen to that asshole I mean they suspended Mickey Loomis for eight games for Bounty Gate, he didn't get pulled over. He wasn't the owner of the team. I mean, is anything going to happen to him? Um, is anything going to happen to him? I can definitely see like two, uh, like two, two games maybe. Two games. Or, I, but then again, but then again, how the hell do you enforce some shit like that? Because he's the owner. I mean, like, what do you do? You bar him from the facility for a couple of weeks? I don't know. Um, I would say you can't. He's the owner. The, the thing that hurts is you tell him you can't go to the games for like ten weeks minimum. Yeah, but you know it's not going to be. Look, if they were going to do something, they'd have done something by now. They yeah, really would have done something by now. I mean, <laughs> shit. I mean, shit. Finding him would have been a layup. Finding, I mean, seriously, had they had they dropped like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine on him or a half million dollar fine, which is still a slap on the wrist, but had they done that almost immediately, uh, th- th- there wouldn't be any of this shit going on now. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I hate. I didn't think it was possible for me to hate Goodell anymore, but I hate him like ten percent more, Andrew. Well, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear at this point that uh, 
since they haven't done anything, I agree with Kevin. I, I think I, I'm I'm honestly I'm surprised you even brought it up. It's yesterday's news, and so well, I just um, I hate Adele so much. It's no, no, I mean I'm not blaming you for bringing it up. I'm just <laughs> saying I I haven't thought about that in a while, and I think that's kind of by design. I think the NFL is just keeps ignoring it and hopefully it'll go away soon i mean it, it already kind of has <laughs> literally uh the only thing left is uh only other saints or nfl news jimmy graham's contract and this is going to sound strange andrew but that post on pro football talk that was like it's just a cash grab jimmy graham's being and the players are just being greedy trying to make him a wide receiver and yeah that's kind of true but i don't want anonymous nfl guy of the billion of the billion and billion dollar industry that the NFL criticizing some player for being greedy. And it made me want even though it would ruin the Saints salary cap, to be like, fuck, I hope Jimmy Graham wins that grievance and gets every penny from the Saints. Uh, you yeah. don't feel the same. No, well, I'm all for Jimmy Graham getting what he can get and uh, you know, he certainly deserves it. Um, but uh the Saints still have a roster to manage. They still have a cap to massage, and they still, you know, ultimately, that if it gets too high, it means one of two things. It either means losing Jimmy Graham, or it means the talent around Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham is depleted. Um, so either way, that's really not uh, a situation that I'm too keen on. So, um, look, I, I want Graham to do well. I want him to make money, but not at the expense of the roster or the success of the team. And look, we don't know how the grievance is going to go or whatever. But, Kevin, I did find it interesting that Drew Brees was like, our offense has been here for eight years. If we have Jimmy Graham, great. If we don't, that's okay, too. We'll still do our thing. Like, I was like, wow. <laughs> that's ballsy. That's, I mean, I was like, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah, I mean, for better or for worse, Ralph, I mean, you're, you're talking about the politics of things. And the reality is that my, my rooting interest here is for the emblem. It's not for – an individual player's personal gain. Well, yeah, injury. Kevin, I mean, I get that we're all Saints fans, but it just, it surprised me, Kevin, because Drew Brees is Mr. Players Union, Mr. Get Everything You Can. He usually doesn't say things like that. Well, I mean, it's not like he's saying, it's not like he's saying, fuck Jimmy Graham. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, uh, let, let me tell you, I get, look, behind the scenes, I'm sure he's, he's fully on board. I'm, I'm sure he wants Jimmy Graham to somehow get money and and for yeah, but his, his make it all work. He's a company man now, yeah. right? Right, but at the same time, it's it, I mean, what what is he going to say if if they don't sign Jimmy Graham, I'm not going to play? Yeah, that's true. It's okay. in Drew Brees' best. It's in Drew's best interest to just to just walk the line down the middle as best he can, not say anything too controversial, and. Uh, and just yeah just to just not not generate any controversy let other teams uh say say stupid shit during the offseason i mean i was surprised that breeze came out and kind of emphatically said oh he's a tight end he's not a receiver he's a tight end i mean that that took me off guard yeah i thought i thought he would be more diplomatic about that question yeah and i mean this is does Jimmy Graham's Twitter account still say he's a tight end? I don't know. It, I think so. Uh, I'm going to look this up right now. Because I'm pretty sure I checked it like a few weeks ago and it still said tight end. This is the only Saints news we have. Um, 
Well, it'll be a short show, God willing. It will be. But now, look, if you only want Saints news and you don't like soccer, you can fast forward to the end if we – The real football. Yeah. Look, and look, I love love soccer. I love the British Premier League. I wake up on Saturday. Jimmy Graham's Twitter still says tight end. Yeah. (laughs) So um, will they bring that up? Will that be exhibit – 8F in the uh, <laughs> in the grievance hearing. Absolutely. Um, but I love the British Premier League. I wake up on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. I'm a, Everton is my team. I like it. I don't really know too much about soccer, but I I like soccer. It's fast. They don't have commercial. You, it, it wraps up really fast. So. Right. Two hours. You're in two, and you're out. Two hours. You're in and you're out. The little stadium in Houston is lovely. The Dynamo and the little American minor league. And look, for all these people that are like, ah, it's the rest of the world sport. The World Cup is awesome, and you can get behind the United States. And here's the thing. When the United States wins in soccer, it pisses the rest of the world off because we don't even give a shit about soccer. And the rest of the world, Kevin, deep down they know that they're lucky that we don't care about soccer because if we had the equivalent of the British Premier League in the United States, we'd have all the fucking players. We just uh, want – Well, we just, I mean think, think about this. Could you picture – could you <laughs> – Imagine if more of our athletes in general gave a shit about playing soccer instead of instead of going into basketball or baseball or hockey or, you know, any of the other like major sports or, or football for that matter. Well, just, I mean, just well, our, first of all, our athletes don't go play hockey. Let's let's be clear about that. Some do in the north, right? In the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, those aren't our athletes, let's be honest. But I mean, like if, if the NFL was. What the rest of the, wor- the the world considers football, and it was the National Soccer League, and it was the economic equivalent of the NFL, like Messi and all these players that play in Britain, they wouldn't play there. They'd play in the United States because all the NFL teams have a hundred, $150 million payroll, and you know you only have probably eight soccer teams in the world that have that kind of payroll. So – I just think you should root for America to win soccer because it pisses off the rest of the world. But um, I I love the World Cup, but Andrew, it is the group of death. Like the, the United States couldn't have gotten a worse draw. I don't even know how they figured it out. I think they just wanted to fuck America. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I grew up uh, – I, I spent some time growing up in Paris and France, and so – um, I went to a lot of games for the soccer club, the local team, PSG. Um, Paris, St. Germain. Exactly, yep. Um, who had kind of been struggling for the last 15 years or so, but I was an avid follower and continue to be. And in the last, uh, gosh, I want to say three years, they were bought by a Qatari sports investment That's what you want. If you, if that's you're, what you if want. If you're a you soccer want the fan Middle Eastern you owners. You yeah, want – you want a – a chic to buy your team because they that's just, right. They don't give you, a shit about. They just like I want. Oh, you're you're back. You're backed by oil oil money. So that, yeah. that's a right. Game to game. borrow to to borrow a phrase from Jay Z, Arab money. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. So, um, anyways, Latan Ibrahimovic, who is the superstar, and in my opinion, you know, there's Ronaldo, there's Messi, and then Zlatan. I I really feel is um, firmly in the top three as best players in the world. Unfortunately, he's Swedish, and uh, Sweden was knocked out by Portugal in the knockout phase, so um, they're not going to be in the World Cup. So that's a major bummer for me because I feel like he's one of the best top three players in the world, and he won't even play. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am a big soccer fan, big U.S. national team supporter, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm a big uh, United States guy. I'm a big England guy. I like England. I like just because their country is so wacko for soccer, and they they're. I don't even know, like, if you would, like, what team? I guess you'd you'd call, they'd, they'd be like you, the you, Cubs of no, soccer. No, no, Well, they're like the Dallas Cowboys. The current internet, like, if you want to go NFL, England is like the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, they're they're insanely overrated. You've got your Tony Romo's and and long history. You know, yeah, long. Everyone loves to talk them. They up. haven't won as much as Dallas though. Like in well, international. I mean, they haven't won Europe. They haven't won a World Cup since '66. I mean, I don't even know if that's fair. I think that's overdoing it. Like, yeah, maybe so. Maybe. I mean, it's it. They might even be like they might. You know who they might be? They might be like the Knicks. Like they're a huge market. And like people just gravitate to them because it's in New York. Same thing with England. And and, and the thing is like their websites. If you go to like Football 365, they, they're Looney Tunes. I mean, they are just bonkers, crazy. But the, it's, it's, but the difference, the difference, I think, is that Knicks fans realize it. Maybe now that Mello's there, they're more unrealistic again. But at least pre-Mello, Knicks fans realize that their team was garbage i think Brit- if you i know a couple british people they're do they're they're pretty they're like saints fans negative pre-2006 yes, negative i agree but I, I a lot of their fans go into every world cup genuinely believing they have a chance like cowboys fans every yeah. season the cowboys fans come in they think this is the year romo makes the playoffs and does something and every year they just get you know it's like a Two by four dropped on their chest, man. I mean, well, it's just well, like. Well, well, let me ask you this then: Could you are what about what about the argument that maybe Argentina is the Dallas Cowboys? Mm. Argentina's had did, didn't they win with Maradona? Yeah, yeah. they won. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that they won in '78, but while the World Cup was going on in Argentina, the government was torturing like. 20,000 people and like killing another 10,000. So like Good times. Like people in Argentina are like that didn't really happen. We don't even want to we 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 deny it. We we deny that it even happened. Like they don't they <laughs> celebrate the fuck out of Maradona, but the 78 World Cup they're like no, 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 it didn't happen. Um that's <laughs> a good one. I mean the the thing is with Brazil is kind of like Brazil is kind of like the Packers maybe or I don't know. Uh what other teams? What what other team do you like, Andrew? Or or like what do you when you watch the World Cup? What do you as like a, if you're not a hardcore soccer fan? What what can you say that you can get into about it? Well, for me, just growing up in France, I have a, I think an even larger disdain for French people. Um, so um, <laughs> the French for me are kind of like or kind of like the Atlanta Falcons. Like I actively root for their failure and, and uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, so I, I get a kick out of that. So any sort of huge fail or let down, um, you know, that I, I root against the French basically. I want them to fail. Aside, I was talking to a French guy at work and he was telling me about that new, that French economist, that book. And he was telling me how France is so wonderful. And I said, France, you people, Without us, we, 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 we defeat we, – we bailed you out of two wars and your economy is like – grows at like zero percent for like the last 20 years. I don't, I don't take advice. I don't take economic <laughs> advice from the French. They got mad. But That's I, awesome. 
But I did no, say I do like their cheeses. They do. They do have good cheese. Um, no, but I, see, the thing is, like, I, I dislike them so much. I don't even – it's not like the Falcons where I, I would be happiest if they went 0-16. I actually want maximum pain for, for the French fans. So, like, I, I don't want them to get blown out of every game. I actually want them to – You want you know, pain. Yeah, I, I want them to be leading, like, 3-0 in some big match and uh, give up three goals, and then the, the fourth goal comes in injury time and, you know, just, you know, just, just the ultimate – <laughs> um, dagger through the heart is what I'm rooting for. So. Yeah, I like the Netherlands because I like their orange uniforms. Um, Kevin, what is going to be the ratio of hot Brazilian women in these stadiums, and what how how often is ESPN going to show them? Oh, ESPN is going to show attractive ladies all the time, uh, and God bless them. And and if they don't, then somebody's doing something wrong. And here's the thing: because it's the World Cup. It's not just going to be attractive Brazilian ladies. No. I mean, some you're going to have some of the finest talent from around the globe flying to Brazil. Now, whether or not they, they manage to get to every godforsaken stadium in the middle of nowhere. They built a $300 million stadium in a swamp. Right, and it's only going to be used for this. I know. It's only going to be used for this. It's like – I, I like, know Kevin's very excited about the it's like ladies. If, it's like if Louisiana built – UL Lafayette, a stadium in Whiskey Bay. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I, it's unbelievable. Well, well, as long as you don't say anything bad about Lafayette, you're okay. The the only thing that would have made the World Cup, yeah, Lafayette, Laf, Laf, listen, Lafayette, you people need to not be so sensitive. Yeah, the guy made fun of you, but it's Mississippi. That's like me making fun of a person with. Only one good arm. Like Mississippi making fun of Louisiana. It's like whatever. They're Mississippi for Christ's sakes. Just point and laugh at them. You didn't right. need to get the guy fired. Um, the so what are your picks? What are your picks for the who, – who's winning it all? Well, before we get to the picks, I want to say I wish Brent Musburger was doing World Cup games. Oh, no, no. Because no, he likes yeah. to leer at the ladies. <laughs> I just think him doing Brazil games or Chile and Australia like, would have been magnificent. Yeah, yeah, look, look, look it, we've got, we've got Sir. We've, well, no, he, he actually isn't a Sir. Although everybody really should call him Sir anyway. Uh, it, we got Ian Dark calling the games, and he is just, he is just remarkable. He's just a wonderful, wonderful person calling these games. And if, if you've seen the Landon Donovan video from four years ago, that's him calling the game, and, and, and it's beautiful. Uh, winners. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and go Belgium for my winner. I like that pick. Um, that's that's a reach. And I'm gonna go. I love Hazard for Chelsea. I mean, what a great player. I forget the guy. He he was on Everton. I he's got the he's got the sideshow Bob hair. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. His, his name is. Is escape. He plans for the, the Everton sold him for like twice what he was worth to Man U. Fellini, Fellini. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say, Kevin, the United States. They're not gonna get through to the 16, but they're gonna play Germany, and if they get a win, it would put them through, but they're not gonna get it. Um. So. They won't get through, but 
I think if they can get to that third game with a chance to get through, I'll consider that an okay World Cup. Um, I, I, hear me out on this one. Germany will win the group. Yeah. The United States is going to finish second in the group. How's that going to happen? They're going to beat Ghana. Okay. They're going to beat Ghana. They're actually going to beat Portugal, and they're going to lose to Germany. Okay. Germany is going to win all all the games. Okay. So you you're you're calling this right now that the U.S. beats Ghana and Portugal. Yes. That's that's ballsy. The thing about <laughs> Portugal is ballsy and lunacy. Portugal's like a chronic underachiever in World Cups. Like they right. They right. never achieve. And the thing about Portugal is. If the United States can get ahead of them, they're in really good shape. Because Portugal, they 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 don't really, I don't know how you describe it in soccer. They they don't they don't do a good job of like building up and like getting people the ball. They just sort of, if they get ahead of you, teams get desperate and they have these huge gaps, and then they get it to their you know they get it in Ronaldo and and he does his thing. But I think if they can get ahead of Portugal, Portugal Portugal can fall apart. And Portugal like they just. Every World Cup, they're supposed to be so good, and they just underachieve. Like, who, wh- Andrew, what sports team would Portugal be? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of someone in the NFL that always underachieves. Atlanta? Would they be Atlanta? Yeah. I feel yeah, there's like a little bit. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. Um. Yeah. Ronaldo is their Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see Ronaldo in a in a fucking Gillette ad. Um, I love I. The World Cup makes it makes the summer go by so much faster because I'm I really love baseball and now that the Astros aren't the worst team in baseball anymore. Uh, I'm even more interested in and oh by the way, the closer. The Astros get to 500, the more rage that my lovely Mexican wife gets. If they get to 500, she may go to Comcast building and do very bad things. <laughs> why, why is that? She's just in a rage now because she used to it was it like she was she was really mad even when they were terrible and losing 120 games, but now that they're like 30, they're like 30, I think they're like 37 and 40. Well, well, just to explain, Kevin, I think she's mad because they're they're not televised. They're not televised. Uh, right? Okay, they're okay. not televised in Houston. They're only televised if you have Comcast. Oh, and um, and there's like. The channel went. I don't understand how a how a how a, how a channel can go bankrupt and stay on the air, but they're bankrupt and not still on the air. Um, so she's getting angrier and angrier by the day. So if the Astros can just get to 500, I'm gonna make a vine of her rage. Hey, well, uh, do we, should we should we talk about uh, the possibility of Vilma going to the Falcons? Yeah, and also my buddy who who's a Cowboy fan said he might go to Dallas because they are in desperate need because Sean Lee is out for the year, obviously. But so, yeah, but so, the Falcons so, thing is is kind of I think more as more legs as of the last six hours. I mean, 
I, I'd hate to see. I hate Atlanta so much. Like I love Vilma. Like, and I won't. Like, you gotta, you gotta get work where you can find it. So, and and I will never love Vilma less because he won. He he won a Super Bowl without him in the Bounty Gate scandal. Uh, opinion would be even worse towards the Saints. He fought it when nobody else did. He stood up and and took all the bullets. So I won't hate him if he goes to Atlanta, but I really, really hope that he goes to the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, I I guess there's some difference. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of history here, and I think there's some difference between uh, Bobby Hebert, who was still kind of in his prime and basically went to the Falcons just to be a dick, and Morton Joe. Anderson, Morton Anderson, who was basically good enough and fit to be the kicker for any team in the NFL, and he just yeah. just so happened to choose the Falcons. So those kind of burn you, I think, a little bit more I than would, a guy like Joe Horn, who couldn't get a job anywhere. I would else. say Bobby Abair's the worst. Morton Anderson is the second worst. Then Joe Horn. Well, Ironhead is worse than Joe Horn, I would say. Yeah, Ironhead actually went there, and he was good for the Falcons. So I would yeah. say Ironhead, and then Joe Horn, and then possibly Vilma. Kevin, you you have deep hatred for all the the people that go from Saints to Atlanta. Where where would Vilma rank? Yeah, that, I mean your 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 reaction, your uh, ranking is is good. actually you know what I would switch out Joe Horn and uh, Morton Anderson. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just it, it just see, the only thing is Joe Horn never did anything to the Saints. Like his one year in Atlanta, he had what like sixteen catches. My problem with Morton is he goes there and then he breaks the NFL record for like three fifty yarders in a game against the Saints. Yeah, including a game winner. Yeah, I mean Morton Anderson. I mean, like, Morton in the Superdome. Yeah, um, I forgot about I forgot about Ironhead. Um, here's the thing. Does Vilma have anything left, Kevin? You think? I mean, no. like, no, no, minimal. Dude, dude is done. I mean, but but here's the thing that I don't like is a lot. A lot of Saints fans are saying that they hope Vilma goes to the Falcons because yeah. then if he's on the field, the Saints are just going to embarrass him because he's basically playing with one leg. But uh, I, I'm not on board with that. Like, good or bad, that's beside the point. It's the principle. It's the principle that if he's not good enough to be playing, then don't go to the – if you should be retired anyway, you've made plenty of money, then don't go to the Falcons just to extend your career, sully your legacy, um, and have to play and put on that jersey. I mean, I just think it kind of nullifies um, – maybe not entirely, but a small percentage of um, the good story and, and the good vibes that he had in New Orleans. I mean, why – why jeopardize that for yeah. ha- half a season of mediocre football? It's just not worth I it. I wonder too, Kevin, and this may this will sound really Alex Jones conspiracy theory, but he Jonathan Vilma did a, he tried to do a lot of media in New Orleans to like lay the groundwork for his second career, and he was good as far as ex players go. I thought. I would think he would be a spectacular person on ESPN because he's got. He can talk about bounty. He can have a little edge to him. But I'm probably thinking the NFL made phone calls and be like, ESPN, don't don't be hiring Vilma. Well, he could definitely go to – I mean, look, if he went to Atlanta, he could definitely get hired somewhere in Atlanta because the few, the few times I've visited Atlanta, 
the the sports sports radio huge deal there huge deal i mean and and it's like a personality like like Vilma he could he could definitely retire in Atlanta and do well staying but there. But I'm thinking more like nationally though. Yeah, but I like, mean Ray at, Lewis is terrible. Yeah, but well well Ray Lewis is also a name and Ray yeah, Lewis may or may not have helped murder someone. Murder. Um allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And allegedly. you know allegedly. A throwback player and all that other kind of horseshit. But what I'm saying though is that still Atlanta is a top ten market. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a hell of a jumping off point though. It's like, you know, somebody can say, "Oh, I don't want him. I don't want him coming on board here, here, here." Well, shit, you go, you go to a major market and get on somewhere, and you can ply your trade there and, you know, build up some credibility slowly but surely well their standard can't be that high since bobby a bear got a start over there no yeah i mean oh i just i don't it's i i, I feel i we need to make sure jim henderson can live forever because <laughs> i i fear what wwl is going to do when they have to replace hendu for play-by-play like like what they are cap who they would be capable of hiring Scares the shit out of me. Um. All right, let's get to. We don't have many Twitter questions, but we have a few. Uh, Andrew sent in questions. Uh, this is from. Here's a question: Podcast beignet mix or mix? Duskerud. What is that? Andrew. Come on, man. You're talking about the World Cup, acting like an expert, and you're not <laughs> even familiar with a player on the U.S. team. Mix. I don't know. That's that's a. I don't Mikhail. know all the players. Mix Discarude. I would say his, na- his name is Mix Discarude. He's a player on the U.S. What does he play? He's a midfielder. He's like Klinsman's. He scored a like, goal against Azerbaijan. Yeah, he he's like Klinsman's favorite super sub. Eh, I'm not. I mean, I like soccer, but I know the Everton team. I don't. I don't know the U.S. team that well. I'm not gonna lie. I like. I like. English Premier League and the World Cup every four years. I don't. So you're saying you prefer Beignet Mix over Mix? I prefer mix Beignet Mix, mix definitely, Kevin. I'm gonna take Beignet Mix. <laughs> beignets are fantastic. Yeah, beignets are amazing. How much? I mean, powder... Morning Call or uh, you know Cafe Du Monde doesn't even matter. How much powdered sugar? I'm a overdo it guy. I love. I wanted like a cloud to emerge when I eat my beignets. Yeah. Oh, I like a fraction of beignet with my powdered sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is from Mitch R. Kevin, do you guys play fantasy football? Yes. What is your fantasy football team name? Uh, let's see. I think the last time I, I actually have not played fantasy football in two years. What? Uh, yeah, that's well because a couple a few years ago I was the commissioner of a league and the guy you know. Some guy never paid, and so when he came in third place, he was like, well, just take whatever I'm owed out of that. I hate that guy. Yeah, and then and then, and then then was like – and then tried to pull some shit the next year where it was like, no, no, no. I don't think you paid me all the stuff that I was owed, so just roll that into that. 
So yeah. I sort of just rang my hands and was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm not I'm not being a commissioner yeah. anymore. I'm just letting the league die. Yeah, that league I was in that league. That league was fun. It was an auction draft. Auction draft yeah. is the best. You just need to, the thing is when you do an auction draft, you got to make sure you tighten up the ESPN, the nominating process, so you don't get too you don't give people two mim, two minutes to nominate somebody for auction. You give them ten seconds, and you move it along faster because an auction draft can take fucking forever. Not a problem. Well, I tell you what. Look, if I bring if I bring the the draft back, uh, if I bring a league back, if you want in, I you got you got right of first refusal. Yeah. Well, but team I, eight, I see. Maybe we should do a uh, maybe a, a, we should do a podcast. Uh, we, sh- fantasy we, sh- league. we should. We'll do a podcast league, and I'll tell you what. If you're in the podcast, DM me on Twitter. Or make like a 50 cent donation and be like, I made a 50 cent donation. I want to be in the uh, fantasy football league and we'll take the first 12 of you. But the guy asked Mitch, he asked names. I have my name for this year's fantasy football team. Two girls, one world cup. (laughs) Nice. Gross. Nice and gross. That's solid. That is solid. It's good. Any anybody else have other names? Yeah, I have some. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking through my fantasy history here. I, I always try to make it a um, a, a Saints uh, related Sports. name. I that, so right, uh, I've been uh, Sproles in your holes. I've been uh, the Colston Creamery. Um, I have been uh, the Jeremy Shockers. Um, yeah. Yeah, so basically I'll have to think of another topical Last year I was Rob Ryan's cocaine blitz. My little icon for the fantasy team was uh, Scarface with the pile of cocaine. Um. Uh, Yeah, the the last time I played fantasy football, my team name was Thrill House. (laughs) That's terrible. Well, it's a Simpsons reference, man. You can't you can't can't lose on Simpsons references. Yeah, and, wow. and then I think, yeah. and then I think the year before that it was, uh, "Ooh, I want to be John Elway." Another Simpsons reference. <laughs> so, I, um, I think that's all the questions we have tonight, gentlemen. Well, slow night, but um, wait, the, my question was the only question. Well, you and Mitch, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh no, wait! I, I thought uh, my son Cullen uh, sent a oh, question in. Did I don't you not s- get that one. Sit, you. Well, no, I didn't get that one. I have oh, one. He, he he wanted to know um, – I'll let either of you guys answer this, but he wanted to know how he convinces his baby sister um, to prefer Drew Brees over Tom Brady when he's less dreamy. Um, well, Tom Brady uh, went to Michigan, and Michigan is like a third-world country. Shaped like a mitten. Man, yeah. Uh, birthmarks are sexy. Um, and that's all I got. And uh, free Jimmy John's. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I got one more, one other question from from Trent. It's uh, Junior Galette. Kevin, you can answer it. Junior Galette, Jesse Ventura, or Charles Bukarski for World Peace. <laughs> Uh, Ventura's gone a little bit too far out for me. Otherwise, I'd have gone with him. Uh, so I'm going to go Junior Galette because at the very least, we'll get some very amusing speeches. 
Yeah, Junior Junior Galette. Junior Gallette is a full-on crazy person, Andrew. And I'm going to say if he has another double-digit sack season, he's going to let the crazy flow. Like he's keeping it inside sort of, and he lets a, a couple of tweets out here and there. But if he gets another double-digit sack season this year, I think if he gets to like 10 sacks in like November, hopefully, he's going to let the crazy out. Right, because he's created value for himself. He he's no no longer a low man on totem pole. Has to fear for his job. Yes. Um. Yeah. Once he's an established star in the league with multiple double digit sack seasons, then you kind of get start to get away with more. Um, and it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that's dangerous. I, I'm sure that makes Sean Payton a little uneasy. Like, if Junior Gallet could get to like. 16 sacks which if he could get if he could get the double digit sacks by November the rest of the season will be awesome because he'll just be he if if he I'll make a prediction if he gets to 15 sacks he'll be the lead on NFL live and PTI at least once in December I can't believe that hashtag body bag hasn't been especially with bounty gate um, and all that stuff that the Saints Either haven't put a stop to that, or ESPN hasn't taken it and gone nuts. They with it. will if he can. If if he, Andrew, wouldn't that take off if say, like when's a like not against Atlanta? They'd have to play like a big time. Like like if they play Green Bay or Dallas, and Gallette goes for like four sacks, and body bag starts to trend in New Orleans. Yeah, it could be a PTI thing on Monday. Especially if the quarterback is carted off the field. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, and it's Romo. Oh my. Oh, it, it 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 would it would be like a dream scenario, Kevin, for first take. You'd have Skip Bayless be able to talk about the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Tony Romo, and Bounty Gate, and moralize about the Dirty Saints. I mean, it would it would be a dream scenario, wouldn't it? I mean, he might not even show up to the set wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It would that that is. But I, but I like the idea of Galette uh, solving world peace because um, if he sacks Manziel numerous times in week two and does the uh, the money sign mockery uh, after he sacks him as a celebration, uh, I feel like the, there will be less crime in the world immediately <laughs> after that. That's gonna happen. That that that, that dude, if there's one person that I will, if he sacks him and doesn't do the money dance, I'll be surprised and disappointed. Yeah, Let me tell you something. Sack Johnny Manziel like you're trying to intimidate Kim Jong Un. <laughs> if he if he sacks Johnny Manziel and doesn't do the money celebration, I will be more disappointed. Than I would be if John Vilma signs with the Falcons. <laughs> I, it would be it would be almost as disappointing as if the Saints would lose to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, almost. Well almost. Not quite. Almost not. So, um, that's it for this podcast. It's June, people. What the fuck you want? Oh, we need to cut down on the cursing, but we're not doing a good job. Um, and donate. Donate, donate. We need to get the money so we can get the extra storage for 2014. Wait, why do we need to cut down on cursing? I don't know, cause to Did be somebody more... tell us to. No, no. Oh. We, we 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 
we could we could be more professional. We could get more sponsors, but we but we enjoy. Okay. I enjoy cursing so much. I I just I can't help it. Yeah, I feel like cursing. Well, uh, that's well, kind of well, I mean, like, kind of you guys. Sp- I I keep that to a minimum. Yeah, sure you do. Uh, <laughs> what kind of sponsors are we talking about here? I don't know. We've had a we 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 got the the we got the Pelican House, and I've had a couple of them that have fallen through. Uh, not because of cursing per se, but I feel like. Let me guess, more because of the wrestling talk? No, no, in the wrestling talk. Hey, hey. <laughs> no. Actually, this person is a is a pretty big wrestling guy, but but um, we need yeah. to do we, we we need to have the uh the the curse for a cure where we like don't we see how much we curse during a podcast, total it up, and then donate it to something. But anyway, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, Kevin's on Twitter. He's still very far ahead of my wife and followers. You, people, you need to rectify that and, and follow my wife, even though she only tweets out weird wedding photos. Um, Andrew, you're breaking down the schedule on Saints Nation and um, doing other things. Um, Dave couldn't join us tonight, uh, but he'll be back next week. Yeah, I was kind of sad he wouldn't. He wasn't here because you know he would have railed on us with the whole Vilma thing. <laughs> he would have. That's he would have been like, who cares if he signs with the Falcons? He needs a job. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found another bump for the another intro. <laughs> Andrew Andrew doing a respectable Dave Cariello impression. <laughs> uh, that's what next time when Dave can't show up, Andrew, I'm just gonna go to I'll just say I'll just we'll just pretend Dave's here and you just can do Dave's voice and, and yours so you can you can uh, argue with yourself. I'm on it. All right. Done. So go to Saints Nation. Follow Kevin on Twitter. Go to Canal Street Chronicles. uh, And watch the World Cup. And uh, be safe. Until next time. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app.
That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.